Hi there, this is Chris Walter. I'm the pastor of New Beginnings Church, and this is our weekly sermon podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope this inspires you to grow in your faith and causes you to see God in your life in a new way. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Our first reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke in the third chapter, picking up in verse 16. Hear these words. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. With a shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. But Herod, the ruler who had been rebuked by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and because of all the evil things that Herod had done, added to them by shutting up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and saying, You are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Our second reading picks up in the Gospel of Matthew in the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 3. Hear these words. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And part of winter is that ice usually joins with it, doesn't it? A lot of times it comes just before the snow. And with ice, it means that things get a little more slippery than normal, doesn't it? And that if we're not careful, that there's a good chance that we might fall. Although, if we walk on it very slowly and very carefully, a lot of times we can get across it, right? It's usually when we don't expect it is when we go down. The ice just causes our feet to come right out from under us. We lose that balance and we fall. And the truth is, sometimes in life, that same thing happens, doesn't it? Life itself loses balance. We fall. We get up. We dust ourselves off. And we get back in the race of life again. Because the busyness of every day just never seems to slow down. There's always something to do, always someplace to be. We are always in a constant movement. And when we lose balance, when we're out of kilter, it affects everything, doesn't it? Nothing seems to just go just right. And you know... A relationship with God sometimes can be that way too. If we don't pour into our time with Jesus, if we don't spend time with Him, we can lose our balance. We can lose our focus. 
out of the Gospel of Matthew in the fourth chapter, there's, there's just several verses, but, and I just wanted to share three of them with you because it's Jesus demonstrating that sometimes, even when we go to be with God, things can get in the way. Things can shift, if you will. And here in this fourth chapter, we pick up Jesus having just been baptized, the dove descending down and God speaking very clearly. This is my son whom I love, who I am well pleased with. This is my beloved. He says all this and then Jesus leaves. And here's where we pick up in this fourth chapter. It says these words. And then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. But by every word, every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus responds to this temptation by signifying that it's not just the bread of life we live by, but it is by his word. It's by the word of God that we find our guiding force. It is how we regain balance in a world which desires to knock us off every day, to shift us away from our focus in life. It is his word. Over the next couple weeks, we're going to spend some time looking at ways in which we can cultivate our relationship with Jesus. These are spiritual practices One of these is solitude and silence because we live in a world which is constantly filled with noise, distractions. And Jesus himself shows the importance of withdrawing from the world, from the busyness of life, for prayer, most importantly for rest. By working on these practices, by entering these places of prayer, rest, journaling, the fellowship, the holy table, we as followers of Christ will find physical and emotional and most importantly mental rest so that we are filled with his spirit in a new way, in a vital way, that we will grow closer to Jesus than we did the day before. This world of busyness, this world of constant activity, it's the norm. You don't hear many people talking about silence and solitude anymore, do you? But this was a regular pattern for Jesus in his life. Jesus, as he would go through, would always find time for solitude away from the world, away from his ministry. How many of you enjoy quiet and peacefulness. 
Now, I enjoy quiet times. I think it's nice. I was thinking as I had prepped this that I was watching Bren as she was sitting there in the quietness of the truck and she became very uneasy and had to have music. So she put her headphones on and immediately had music in her ears. I said, well, don't you like the quietness as we drive? And she said, no, it's too quiet. We need something. We need noise. I suspect if I took the next five minutes of my sermon and sat down, no noise, no quiet, everything just, you can't breathe. You have to keep your eyes open. You can't wave your paper to cool you off. You have to just sit. That I suspect most would struggle with this. I would probably struggle with this after a few. I'd want to keep going. But if I sat here, even for 30 seconds, it would seem like an eternity. It would seem like, okay, you've proven your point. We're, we're 10 seconds in. Let's just, we need some noise. I might fall asleep if it's too quiet, if I get too relaxed. But solitude is just that. It is turning everything off. It is quieting our world around us. It's okay, he can make noise. He's cute. (laughs) But that can be very uneasy, can't it? Yet it's something we must do. Because if we don't do it, the distractions of the world, that little white noise can distract us from God, from hearing God's whispers. Because sometimes he talks very softly. And it's very easy to drown out the voice of God. We have our TVs, we have music, we have conversations that we can just have about absolutely nothing. We can think about our schedule ahead, what we have to do tomorrow or the next day or the next week. But yet having true solitude removes us from the world, removes us from everything even from those around us for a period of time, where we can just sit with God. This is what Jesus would do. This is why Jesus went into the wilderness. He went away from his friends to just find solitude. Because he knew there's joy in that solitude. He knew that even as life for him got busy, with his ministry. He was surrounded by crowds constantly. He knew that his heart, our hearts, needed that time with God. That we needed to step away, to go out, and to just sit with the Father. But there's fear in that. A lot of us won't do it because. We are so used to the noise and to the crowds of the world that 
it gives us comfort when we're around them. Even, even if we're an introvert, even if we tell the world, no, I don't like people. I like to be by myself. The truth is, even for those folks, there's, there's always some noise they need. Some little level of distraction. Just in the background, it doesn't have to be much. Because quiet just can be unnerving. But we get filled with fear of that quietness. Because we might hear something we're not ready to hear. One of the great theologians wrote... He said that we are so afraid of the silence that we chase ourselves from one event to the next in order to not have to spend a moment alone with ourselves, in order to not have to look ourselves in the mirror. It is so true. It is so true. It is so true. Because looking ourselves in the mirror in true solitude with God, we might ask ourselves, we might tell ourselves how we have fallen short of our relationship with Jesus. How we have fallen short of that time that we have promised ourselves that we'll take with God. We might even acknowledge that God has told us to do things and we've ignored it, that we have sinned. But Jesus would use this time to recenter himself, to maintain that close relationship with God. Because if he didn't, he would get distracted. He would get pulled away by the crowds. It is these times that are so important. And Jesus recognized this time and time again. He would would use solitude at the beginning of his very ministry. Here, in this fourth chapter, Jesus led by the Holy Spirit to solitude. Led by the Spirit of God to walk away from the crowd that he encountered at his baptism. There was a crowd there. And he said, I'm going to walk away. To be in the solitude with his father. God had just spoken. And Jesus went to be with him. Here, even in this time, Satan shows up to tempt Jesus. Satan shows up to tempt us. Sometimes that temptation is small, sometimes it's big, but it's always there. And Jesus demonstrates that if he's in the solitude with God, if he's by himself with God, that he can hear God's voice speaking to him and reminding him, which is the same for us, reminding us of what God wants us to do. Satan speaks to Jesus and he says to him, if you're really the son of of God, if you're really who you say you are, then why don't you just make these stones become loaves of bread? Why don't you make these rocks life? 
Jesus responds, well, one doesn't just live by bread. Life is through the word, through the voice of God. And he sits there. Because in that silence, in that solitude, Jesus knows that that is what allows him to resist evil, resist sin, resist the temptation. And Jesus uses the word of God, which he quotes in verse 4, to tell him, no, Satan, get away. You're not going to win the day. You're not going to distract me. Jesus would use this solitude throughout his ministry. Whenever he would make an important decision, he would wander away. He would go. Gospel of Luke, he he goes up the side of a mountain to pray. He continued all night in prayer to God. All of this before he chooses his apostles. It's never a bad idea to pray, is it? Jesus does it all the time. But Jesus does it in the silence and the solitude with God. Just him and God. Because he knows he can hear God much clearer than he can in the busyness of a crowd. It's important to pray together as the body of Christ, but it is also important to pray on our own. Just with the Father. Because God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit will speak to us in powerful ways. Some of my most important moments of prayer were just myself and God. Whether it was in a sanctuary, whether it was in a park, whether it was sitting in my car, wherever it might have been, it was just me and God. There was no noise. I would just sit and listen for his voice. And I would hear it. Sometimes I would understand. Sometimes I would have no idea what God was trying to explain to me. But I would use this moment to just sit and listen. God never gives up, does he? But he is waiting for us. Waiting for us in the noise of life. To pull away and to just be with him. To just be still. return to balance in our lives. There's so much noise around us. As you go through this week, I encourage you to look at where is the noise in your life? Where is there noise, white noise, just distracting you from a time when you could just sit with God just by yourself? When you're not worrying about tomorrow, We're not worrying about the next day or even the night. You're just taking 10 minutes to just be in God's presence. And that can seem like an eternity. But in those 10 minutes, you will find, I believe, strength. You will find and hear the voice of God. Your intimacy with God will grow in ways you never thought possible. You will gain a greater trust for the words he has for you. You will feel his presence in a deeper, more powerful way.
Come to me, he says, all you that are weary, all you that carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. So be still, God tells you. Be still, he says to all of us. Because in the stillness of our lives, in the stillness of every day, we can hear his voice. We can and will feel his presence.